Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategy. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I'm not going to do a show. It's going to show you the highest ratio of household debt to economic output by a group of nations that have been civilized for over 25 years. I'm not going to do a show where I'm going to read someone else's research. I'm not going to do a show where I don't come up with my own opinions. Most of the people in the financial industry do. Consider me an outsider, or in your case, an insider into what the situation really is out there. I find that most of the financial shows and radio or television are dull. And then you see things like hmm, CNBC where they almost trivialize it. I'm like, that's not quite right either. So it's a work in progress. And I appreciate you being here with me for 20 plus years. And you know I do a good job. Otherwise, I would have been here for 20 plus years. So I've seen people come and go. I saw a guy who used to trade commodities from Pakistan, and he named his company Compact because he was a commodities guy from Pakistan. Compact, com, commodities, pack. I've seen him become from a day trader of commodities to, hey, you know, this is what's best for you. He even had a mutual fund for a while that was a massive failure. I know the feeling. We all change. We all evolve. One thing I'm not going to be a charlatan for you. I'm not going to read other people's content and say, let's take a look at the price to earnings ratio as they do compare to each other over a 15 year period. And let's take a look at the uh, Doppler radar of the stock chart. And it's showing key critical head and shoulders formation. Look, I'm not going to ignore technicals, I'm just not going to talk to you like you're an idiot. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not going to talk to you like you're an idiot. I'm not going to do it. Okay, I just did it. So, Monday, the stock market 
Bulls got exactly what they wanted. A Tuesday. And Tuesday turns into a Wednesday. Monday, you had the negativity off Netflix. Tuesday, you're like, oh, we forgive you. The record high S&P 500 that was set in January. Will it become, will it come down? Bring that wall down, Mr. Gorbachev. Will the S&P 500 wall come down? Why are we, at this point in time, talking about Netflix? Why are we talking about FANG stocks? It's a pretty good question. General sigh of relief over yesterday's showing is best understood as Tuesday wasn't Monday. And we go with that. And I know you're saying, what's the best thing that happened? Tuesday became Wednesday? Sometimes that's what Wall Street kind of does. They have that pause that, that refreshes, so to speak. And what I mean by that is that Monday we were looking at the metrics of Netflix and saying, okay, this, this, and this. Uh, they reported after the bell and, you know, we're taking a look at it and we're trying to figure out like, and by the end of the day, we're like, we're kind of over it. We forgive you. Come back to growth. Now, again, does that always work? No. And it's a bad idea to even think that it would. So anyway, that's out there that one of the best things that happened in the market, if you were freaked out Monday with the presidential conversation is that fair to call it that um the presidential conversation that had to do with oh how shall we say russia and did you want me to win did you not want him to win did you expect him to win did you tell someone to go win i say it's better to get along with russia than not and you know what i'll be honest with you that statement in and of itself isn't a horrible idea now getting there the distance between that statement and reality is is what people freak out about. So elsewhere in the news today, if we're not going to look at the thing rebound and go, well, thank God Facebook and Amazon and Apple and Netflix and Google are all moving higher. And Google got slapped with, what, a $5 billion file? Oh, we don't care. Let's just move the market higher. That doesn't make sense. That flies in the face of logic at some point in time, right? But it's earnings season, and hope springs eternal, even in the summer months, until hope gets burned and left to die. So you get better than expected earnings out of United Continental, who I would prefer to get my wisdom teeth taken out than fly with. I know you're saying you probably already had your wisdom teeth. Okay, I'll put my wisdom teeth back in and take it back out. CSX Corp, good quarter. Morgan Stanley, good quarter. Textron, Debbie Debbie Granger, Novartis, Abbott Labs, U.S. Bank Corp. You know what they all have in common? Good quarter. Then we also got Fed Chairman Powell assuring the markets with tone about economic conditions. He's testifying before the House Financial Services Committee. Will there be any surprises and what he has to say from yesterday talking to the Senate Banking Committee. Nope. Now, I get concerned where, you know, a lot of economic statements are coming out like, yeah, 
America can do well even if the world doesn't. America can do well even if there's higher inflation. America can do well. So, like, we're building in best-case scenarios, in my opinion. And we're not seeing some of the ramifications that can happen. Energy stocks are facing an uphill battle as oil prices are coming off their $70 kind of short-term top. Strengthening dollar also weighing on dollar-denominated commodities. Stronger dollars gaining some stature as a possible disruptor ahead of earnings prospects. So when you get a banker who says, yeah, we're not really that worried of the world struggles. That's saying strong dollar. Go strong dollar. Go dollar strong. Go strong dollar. Housing starts in the news. Good article in the New York Times about Australia's real estate market and how they're doing and their prosperity is doing and how they haven't had a big recession in 25 years. Okay, okay, okay. Whereas the United States, it's more like every four to eight that we expect recessions. But we also expect them to be shorter than the last one. Like, aren't we smart enough to financially engineer our way out of it? Housing starts to decline 12.3% month over month. Decline in single-family starts. Permits for single-family units were up a modest eight-tenths of percent. There's a little bit of weakness in time when there should be some strength in housing. Now, the question is, are these numbers short-term because they can't find labor, or are they more of a long-term trend because material costs are higher, labor costs are higher, land cost is higher, and people just don't want to suck it up and, you know, jump into all that inflation? So you can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. CFP Chad Burton does the 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. block most days on AM 1220 KDRW. Some days I sit in for him. I tend to do the 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. morning drive time, prime time, markets open store show. You can find out more about what I do at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Find me on Twitter at robblackshow.com. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, as you very well might have noticed, I'm a little bit on the crazy side in a good way. I wasn't raised in the United States, and therefore I don't think a lot like you do. I have a different view of the world I always have, and probably, you know, I'm becoming more homogenized and generic as life goes on. When I attack someone who does motivational speaking, it's not because I'm a mean person. It's because I see that person sometimes taking your money and stopping you from investing it. And, and that kills me. It kills me when you see people like Suze Orman offer and sell a credit repair kit on QVC 
for $99 when all you have to do is is get your fat fingers down to the library and punch in at a Google terminal how to fix my credit. And most of what she's going to try to show you in nice lamination is already out there. So am I going to sit there and be, life has no limitations, except the ones you make. I'm not. I'm going to say, you're stupid. You're holding yourself back. You are your own worst enemy. You're looking at others to be your Buddhas, your gurus. Stop it. I'm not going to say the graveyard is the richest place on earth because that's where you'll find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled. (laughs) I'm going to say stop being so lazy. Max out your 401k. But I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Well, you weren't living paycheck to paycheck before you took that job, so build it into your, 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 your budget now. That's right, Jack. Yeah, if you got to work this weekend, work this weekend to, to your to your investments and your your savings. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pull out the fiddle and, and play it for you. I'm I don't feel pity for you. My job is not is not to get into the pity world. My job is to say, like, do you remember 20 years ago there was a company called Microsoft and they kind of got into this issue with the European Union and Europe and European ministers about technology and what they can and cannot bundle with Microsoft's operating system. And you go 20 years in the future and you see Google is being fined for its Android antitrust abuse. And you're like, wait, wait, I've heard this story before. And Microsoft thought they could bluster their way out of it. And it led to five to ten years of massive under. Uh, achievement of underperformance in the stock. But here is happening 20 years again later. Is it the same exact story? No. Is it close? Pretty damn close. Is it a modern version of it? Probably more so than abusing your operating system. Maybe it's abusing your, your, your search platform. It was only a year ago the EU fined Google $2.7 billion for favoring its shopping services over competitors. Now it's $5 billion over uh, Android. Great Google, Android, Google. for their part, you know, we're going to say, blah, 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 we will appeal and blah, blah, blah. And, we, you know, we uh, uh, never try to stifle innovation. We always try to support innovation. Um, the fact that we compete with, you know, Apple phones tells you that we, we're not uh, abusing a monopoly. So Apple pre-installs a lot of apps. Google pre-installs a lot of apps. Does Apple make as much money or is they, are they as, as go get them monetizing some of this? You get our operating system for free, therefore we're going to throw down some apps on you. Now, my job as an investor, again, is not to ever boo-hoo you. My job is to show you, like, let's bootstrap this. Let's, let's do this. Let's get off the planet, then you go to your end of the new planet, I'll go to my end of the new planet. We don't have to ever see each other again. Never underestimate human stupidity. I think that's really an important mantra when it comes to investing. 
when it comes to politics. One thing that history teaches us is that we should never underestimate human stupidity. And that goes over. It's a powerful force. Just knowing that sentence and saying it out loud, knowing that mantra, knowing that, you know, um, statement about what you believe. And I don't know if you believe it or not. A lot of times we have leaders who try to solve things and sometimes it's the, you know, the disruption of the problem that leads to further problems, kind of a ripple effect. So as emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence and biotechnology gain increasing prominence, humanity will always still have decisions to make. We're on the verge, we're on the precipice of cars that can drive themselves, of cars that can manage parking lots better than you can, of cars that can drop you off at the office and go park and save you 30 minutes, save your company 30 minutes, create 30 minutes of productivity for you. And we just exasperate matters. We put in politicians who, quite honestly, some of them are hillbillies from the mountains who probably shouldn't be coming up with public policy. We, we elect sometimes people based on the color of their skin, sometimes based on the education of the college they went to. Sometimes we elect people based on, well, he's better looking than him. How often do you see like super, you know, massively obese presidents? Do you think Chris Christie ever had a chance of winning the presidency in the United States against someone who's going to be a little bit more fit? Probably not. And people were worried by that. So never underestimate the, the, the human stupidity on how we place and how we get advancements in the world. And if you understand that there's always going to be problems to solve, there's great ways to look at investing. Now, when Amazon.com, when Netflix, when Google, when Apple, when companies that are so big in the public mindset do something, I, I like to talk about it because they're the easiest companies to talk about and say, I get it. Coca-Cola once had a product called Coca-Cola. And then everyone had a Coke. And they're like, now what do we do? Well, they're like, well, let's, let's come up with Diet Coke for people who don't want to get fat off our drinks. And then, like, I don't like the taste of that battery acid soda. Let's come up with Sprite or Mellow Yellow. I know Mellow Yellow is such a South thing. So, anytime Amazon comes up with a press release that says, like, hey, we had the biggest shopping event ever with 100 million products sold. A lot of Fire Stick TVs, a lot of Alexa voice remotes, a lot of people, you know, buying because of Amazon Day, a made-up holiday. Interesting that bled over to Target, and they had a good day, too. So we're coming up with a shop in July kind of holiday mindset. Oh, boy. Does that end badly when we're creating new holidays? I hate holidays. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Your comments and questions are always welcome. 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Show.com. It's RobBlackShow.com. I'm sitting in sometimes for CFP Chad Burt, and sometimes he sits in for me. Um, it's a great thing because as a financial planner, his knowledge base is different than mine. I'm not going to say that I'm a storyteller because that sounds ridiculous, but I try to bring some elements of infotainment to what I grew up thinking was an incredibly boring world, investments and savings and retirement issues. And as I've gotten older, I don't know if it's because I have a psychological issue. I don't know if I've got a black cloud over me. Um, I don't know. But I worry about what retirement looks like. I worry about regrets. Um, I think everyone makes mistakes in life, and I think trying to limit your regrets is important. And I, I can tell you, it doesn't take a rocket genius scientist super navigator to tell you that a lot of people aren't doing their part for thinking about what age 60 to 100 looks like and all you got to do is travel to an airport i used to love traveling to airports when i had a little bit more time on my hand i didn't mind getting bumped off of a flight because i'd play a game called dirty butt dirty butt is a game where you are sitting in an airport you're probably having a beer and you're watching people walk by, and you go, I wonder if they got a dirty butt or a clean butt. And you just start laughing because you, you would notice how absurd the world is. And the game can be played with, I wonder if they've got hairy armpits or no hair. I wonder if they've got money or no money. I wonder if they've eaten a vegetable or if they've never eaten a vegetable. So you could sit in an airport and play a variety of what I would refer to as the dirty butt game. And sometimes I look at people, I go, I wonder if they own a gym membership and have never gone. I wonder if they they go to the gym a lot. Like, I've seen the lead singer recently of Imagine Dragons. And this guy went from a stick, teeny tiny little um, hipster with a bad haircut, a mullet. He was a mullet-wearing hipster, which no hipster, beard-wearing hipster would allow. And now he looks like... He's just nothing but muscle. From his neck to his his ankles are just it's just muscle. Do you think he was wearing a shirt for one minute of the concert? Not one single minute. Now, if I had a body like that, I probably wouldn't wear a shirt either, right? They just came out with a song. I want to say it's called Your Time or something like that, but it's going to be the new song of college football this year. And uh, that's smart. You don't make money the, sale, the old way you used to. You don't necessarily make money selling albums. You make money selling your, your song to a commercial interest. If you're a hipster band, the best thing you could do is be on a GM commercial. It's the worst thing you ever imagined, but it, it's, it's a start. So this is going to be all over ESPN and college football. Anyway, I know you're saying, how do you know that? Because ESPN released, this is our song of college football. 
they've done it before with Radioactive, and you'll hear it for the next 12, or you'll hear it all all that time. So anyway, my, my point being is that I, I think we're all a little crazy, and I think the way we all approach things are a little bit slightly different, but you got to start thinking of some of this stuff. And I, when I'm at an airport, I look at people and I go, I get depressed. And when I get your emails, I get depressed. I'm not here going to give a, con- a conversation, which, for the record, the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, Dan Reynolds, gave a, a impassioned thing about depression. And then later in the show, he gives an impassioned plea about, you know, lesbian, gay, civil rights. And then later in the show, he gives an impassioned, and like, okay. But sometimes if it feels forced, you're like, that was a little bit too quick. Like, make some eye contact if you're going to have uh, this impassioned play. So the point that I'm trying to make with this is, again, is that we get into a situation where sit down at an airport and look at people or go to a Raiders game and say, I wonder how many of these people are maxed out their 401k or their 403b. And I bet I'm wrong. I bet I'm saying, you know, I look at a Raiders uh, parking lot as blue collar. You look at it as a San Francisco 49ers parking lot. As white collar. Over in Santa Clara, they're eating sushi. In Oakland, they're eating ribs and small pigs. They're eating the pig? Yes. You're sure that's not a Denver Bronco fan? Maybe. But you look at people and I go, I wonder how these people are thinking about retirement in any way, shape, or form. Because when you go to a Warriors game or you go to a Raiders game, it costs money. When you go to the radio, it costs money. And doesn't it feel at times like everyone wants theirs? And you're like, okay, I've got light bulbs that need to be changed. They're on 18-foot-tall ceilings. And the guy comes over and he's like, that's $400. You're like, $400 turned in the light bulb? He's like, do it yourself. Save like, okay. Okay, I'll pay you $400 to climb a 18-foot ladder. <clears throat> and then he's at the Raiders game. So I play a game called Dirty Butt. <clears throat> and it's meant entirely in fun to kill time. But do yourself a favor and play a game of, I wonder if that person's going to get towards retirement. I've got friends who I wonder if they're ever going to get married. I've got a friend who is perpetually single, and she's she's always engaged. That's what it is. She's always engaged, but she does have a barber, and the baby's getting older, and she never seems to pull the trigger and get actually married to the guy. She's, you know, forced into buying her a ring on Facebook. I said yes. I know you're saying, did you just say she forced a guy into it? Maybe. I think some people in relationships push on strings, and I think some people plant seeds that are going to grow, regardless of if you want them to or not. But anyway, so one of the things I try to do is I try to look at people and say, how prepared are we for retirement? And then I try to look at all the news, and I go like, okay, Walmart's starting a streaming service. So you'll be able to stream TV service cheaper than cable, probably. They'll probably copy Google's YouTube or Maybe um, Netflix. They'll, they'll do something, right? They get your butt to go in the door. Can they get you to sign something to say that you want streaming services that's going to be cheaper than Netflix? Or a streaming service for your hunting cabin that's going to be way better than no service. Okay. 
So a lot of that's going on out there. A lot, a lot to think about. And then you try to blend some of that. Like, I don't think Americans are going to be ready for retirement. And then you go, Amazon started this holiday in the summer. And we've talked about Coke. How do they make more sales? They come up with Diet Coke. Then they come up with Sprite, the Uncola Cola kind of thing. And they come up with water. And then they come up with orange juice. So Amazon needs to figure out a way to get you to spend money. And on things that you know may not just be retail. I mean, maybe it'll be healthcare. Maybe it'll be content. Maybe it'll be media. So they're trying to get that transaction relationship. So they come up with this made-up holiday called Prime Day. Now, when Alibaba first started reporting sales of Singles Day, November 11th, which is a lot of single ones, 11 for November 11 month, and they do it on the 11th day of the year of the November, so it's 11-11, Singles Day, single ones. I can make it rain with singles. I can't make it rain with 20s. I'm a little too budget conscious on that. Amazon says their Prime Day was its biggest shopping day ever. And then I look at the airport, I go, I don't see a lot of people ready for retirement. I see a lot of people ready for a diabetes treatment. I see a lot of people ready for an all-you-can-eat buffet. I don't see a lot of people ready for retirement. So I threw that out there for you, in large part because, you know, get inspired. If you can. And if you can't, you know, I'm not going to blame you. I'm not going to tag you. But Amazon said that they sold over a million smart home devices in the United States. The company did not provide exact sales figures. But the day is open to their prime subscription services across 17 countries, up 13 countries from last year. So when they report their numbers, they're going from three countries to 17 countries. And you start, like, putting this together and, like... When will Amazon come up with Christmas in September or Christmas in April? Because now they've got Christmas in July with Amazon Prime Day, where you can get all sorts of electronics, where you tend to say, I'm going to hold off on my electronics. For instance, I, need, I don't need, I want a new TV that's slightly bigger. So I'm going to take my TV that I'm currently using, shift it to a different location so that I can bring in another TV. But... I tend to go, I'm only, I'm only going to get that on Black Friday. And now I'm more tempted to say, eh, maybe I'll get a soundbar on Black Friday. Maybe I'll get the TV on Amazon Day. So it's kind of a slippery slope when you look at numbers like Amazon and go, wow, they did great. That's great news for Amazon. It's not necessarily good news for the rest of America. Because just go to an airport, play the game called Dirty 401k. Does that guy have a big 401k or a small 401k? You'll get some giggles, especially if you get another couple involved. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and your money. On AM 1220 KDOW. She liked to push me and talk me back down to Lavalier. Today is the day that you see me as a man who will always change. Who knows the only things to count on are life is quick and life is strange. That's right. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money. 
on AM 1220 KDOW. more thanks for listening to the show anything you want to talk about we can talk about every year from now on for many 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 more years we're going to continue to see the rise and fall of people we did it with jared the subway guy we've done it with papa john's the pizza guy we did it with snuffleupagus from sesame street he had a little bit of drug problem with his nose the rise and fall of people we create as heroes. It's going to continue to happen. It's a society that's very conscious now of catching people's mistakes on video or online or even setting them up. I have nothing but respect for what Sasha Baron Cohen does as a comedian or as a satirist. It does stink sometimes when you know that he's setting people up and giving themselves the rope to hang themselves, so to speak. But Papa John's is a good one. Again, a great lesson to your children. Like, be careful. The pizza chain Papa John's was forced to distance themselves from Papa John, and he's this suburban-looking dad-looking guy from Louisville, Kentucky, wears a lot of red for Louisville red, not terribly gray, he has all his teeth, he's a good spokesperson, until he says something to upset a group of people. Now, Papa John's, if you look into it, kind of got a sticky situation. They got stickier. He had offices that he was leasing from the company. They had to kick him out. They had to say, stop talking to the media, cease and desist. Papa John's first restaurant opened in 1985, and he hasn't made it easy on how to, pre- how to break up with a company. Using terms to discuss his resignation as, you know, it was extortion. Do you want to invest in that company or do you want to say, I'm going to hold off and let things cool down? When you work in television news or in traffic, there's something called a hot spot. Oh, let's take a look at the hot spots. And uh, it's where there's an accident. There's a, you you got to wait for it to clear up before traffic moves through again. Same thing with investing. Am I saying Papa John's is a value? I'm not. I don't know the company at all. I can tell you that Domino's is killing it. And when you have an employee who was once a previous owner and there's now contracts on how you're going to behave, it's, it's time to like hire a media company to help separate these two people, Papa John's, from the company that is Papa John's. So Papa John's has a company value of more than $1.7 billion, fourth largest pizza chain in the country behind Domino's Pizza and Little Caesars. Isn't that amazing, Little Caesars? 
There's a lot of Italian fathers, grandfathers, great-grandfathers. Right now you can feel the cemetery moving. <laughs> People rolling over in their grave. So not only has he been fired from the company, but he also owns 30% of the company's stock. And to be criticized by the company that he owns so much in, can you imagine just the stress levels for all parties? In 2017, Papa John's John Shatner, he complained about the NFL and he hurt Papa John's sales by a lot of people, but ultimately by saying that the NFL failed to handle things properly or maybe he should have got out in front. So NFL basically said, see you later. Hit the road, Jack. We'll take Pizza Hut as a, a longtime sponsor. So now it's fascinating to look at because Mr. Shatner is trying to do this publicly. And we all know people who are like get into legal issues or into sticky situations. And the advice that you give a loved one when they're in a sticky situation is, is play it cool. My brother David's got a daughter who worked for uh, a political group trying to get teenagers to vote. And the one thing you can never do is sign up someone to say that they're a voter when they're not a voter or if they're dead. So it's it's legal. And someone in her office did, and when they figured that out, police came in and basically said, you know, we're going to arrest all you. If you don't If you don't tell me who it is, we're going to assume it's all of you. And it put pressure on kids to, like, rat their friends out and put pressure on people. And my brother David said to his daughter, he's like, Stop answering your phone. Go away. If you didn't do anything, just go quiet for 72 hours. That's pretty good advice. Because Papa John and John Shatner can't go quiet for 72 hours right now. And it's kind of crazy, the uproar that's going on right now. Whether it be Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um... Colonel Sanders once used a racial slur that John Shatner used. And I'm, I, I know I'm not surprising people. There's a difference in time from when that happened. Does it make anything right? No, but you certainly don't defend yourself by saying, look, Colonel Sanders once said the word. Um, so I don't invest in areas like that. What are just too damn dramatic too damn frustrating, too damn hot spot. Come back to it later. If you want to own pizza, own the company that doesn't have the drama, own Domino's. Because guess what? Cheap pepperoni pizza. A large pepperoni pizza probably costs a buck twenty-five to make, and they sell it to you for anywhere from ten bucks to twenty bucks. Uh oh, dirty little secret just got out. Pizza's cheap to make. Spicy meatballs. <laughs> That's like why there's one on every pizza parlor on every corner, right? I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Now through the lines of the cheap Venetian blinds, your car is pulling off of the curb. Hey! We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525.